Thanks everybody for listening to the short thing here on March 8th. Six days away from Selection Sunday, Warren Short and Ryan Silva here. Today we will have some players' championship picks, as that is this weekend. We will take a look back at the All Star game last night and the All Star day. Well, not really the game, maybe the other activities surrounding the All Star game. And we'll recap our SCS picks from the weekend and what else is going on. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio podcast app. Brian, how's it going? It's going good, man. A uh, long weekend of baseball <clears throat> this weekend. It is officially spring because I got my first sunburn of the season. So now we now we're just tanning from here on out. We got we got to let the get get the first burn so that it turns into a a tan from here on out. But uh, let me let me let me break it down for you my day yesterday. So my team plays in Flower Mound, and everybody is like in the McKinney area or north of 380 or right around. Got a couple Plano kids. We're playing in Flower Mound all weekend, so it's about a 40, 45-minute drive. Um, for we you went, or for the kids in McKinney? Everybody. Okay. You know, it, it's it's somewhere around there uh, for everybody. And um, so we went one and one on, on Saturday, and so we were the eighth seed of a 19-seed tournament. Um because uh, the the top seven seeds were all two and zero, so we were the best one in one team. So our our first game Sunday starts at eight, so we got to be there. Usually we show up an hour before game time, but eight a.m. games were like seven fifteen. You know, forty five minutes we should be able to get ready and go. So you're leaving the house like six twenty six thirty. Well, we played four games yesterday, but we're on the field for five because we had a one game break. So I didn't. I got out there at seven o'clock. Didn't pull out of the parking lot there until like seven thirty. We were just on the baseball field for like twelve straight hours yesterday. Made it to the championship game. Fell a little short in the championship game. Ran ran out of pitching, but uh, it was a long ass day uh, out on the baseball fields yesterday. That sounds terrible. And actually, no, it's actually pretty good. So uh, I know everyone's clamoring and wondering how my fourteen year old baseball team did. But our second game, our first game, we won pretty handily. Our second game. Put up one run in the top of the first because we're the uh, we were playing the one seed, and then these guys come back in the bottom of the first and put up a snowman on us. Their uh, their first inning looked like the first hole of my golf scorecard, but uh, so we're down eight one going to the top of the second. Top of the second, we put up a ten spot and uh, never looked back. We ended up winning eleven nine, but it was a big comeback there. Had a comeback victory and won in extra innings in game three in the semifinals, and then like I said, we just kind of fell flat in the uh, in the finals. But a good day of baseball all around. That's good. Um, well, I figured if you said you had a long day that you would have made it to the championship game just yeah. before you said that. You're not playing yeah. four games yesterday without making it to the championship game. Yeah, or I agree. if you are, that's a, that's a bad tournament. I, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's kind of – at 14 years old, I don't think these kids should be playing four games in a day anyway. Who should be playing four games in a day any, any, you're, anyway? You're never going to do that. Yeah. And that's what we told these kids. Like, look, this is – this isn't the last time you'll play four games in a day, but this is the last age you'll ever do it. Because in high school, they set it up like if it's a 16 or 20 team tournament, you have four pods of four. And in order to move on, you have to win your pod. You, you have three games. You play each game, you know, play one game against everybody in your pod. And then the winner of each pod goes on. And so you only play like two, maybe three games max when you move to bracket play. And uh, but yeah, playing four games, six games in two days on, on 14 year olds and you know, these guys are throwing hard. They're throwing 70, 75 miles an hour. That that breaks down the arm real quick. And so, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of brutal. I think youth baseball in that shape needs to uh, needs a little reform. Yeah, I have one. So I played golf yesterday. One funny thing is that so we got paired up with these two older guys. One of the guys was 
73. Um, he was fine. And then this other guy, I was probably in his mid 60s, was rocking the Wranglers. Oh, jeans, but had a ping staff tour staff bag as his bag. Oh, so he was so okay. That's that's an odd combo. You don't see that every day. <laughs> that yeah, he was not a good golfer, but the combo of wearing jeans on the course and then having a staff bag just really threw me for a loop on the first tee. Yeah, that's pretty much all I just had to say. I don't think I don't think I'll ever see that again. Definitely not. I mean, usually, usually the jeans are, uh, you know, tall tell sign of uh, somebody that's less than stellar at golf. Uh, hand up. My first time golfing, I wore jeans. <laughs> um, but that was just, I mean, like, literally, it was my first time. So, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And uh, so, but I learned pretty quick after being flamed by a dude that was a really good golfer that that should never happen. So, uh, that was the last time that happened. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I'm so at the point, I don't even. If people want to wear jeans, they wear jeans. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't. What, whatever. I'm happy you're golfing. If you want to wear jeans, fine. I think the people that want to like there was the big the the hoodie debate in golf earlier this year. Oh my god, players are wearing hoodies out there. The audacity! I just think that's like ridiculous. So who cares? People want to golf. Let them wear whatever they want to wear. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm worn uh, just like swim trunk like just like swim trunks in the summer out there to play because it's so light mm-hmm. and they're just like normal colored and no one even knows and it's just more enjoyable than when it's 110 wearing whatever even the best shorts so i think people get a little too too like ridiculous when it comes to the golf like dress code or whatever but if you wear jeans i you are you will be made fun of if you have a staff back. That's what I'm trying to say. So what? What? So what? Is, what is this? What is the, is this staff bag? Is like, just you like, know what the like the like the bags that the tour players have. Okay, so that's what I, yeah, that's what I figured. Like it's an official yeah. bag. Yeah, ping. Uh, yeah, it's an official Bing or Ping bag. But this guy's rocking the Wranglers. So obviously it was a gift, right? Is that, is that what your conclusion you came to? Is that it was probably a gift or he won it like in an auction or a raffle or something? It had to have been he won it in a raffle or, or something. He must have also, because he had all ping clubs too. So he, he could have won like a whole fitting or, and they gave him the staff for the, they gave him the bag with it too. Yeah. Um, it had to have been, had to have been that. Yeah. Cause it's the tour, like, just like the tour bag out there. Now, did he have a? Now, was he wearing like proper golf shoes, or was he going out there? Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. He had, he had, he had Asics golf shoes. Didn't even know Asics made golf shoes. Um, but yeah, no, he was. Other than the jeans, he was properly, he was properly dressed. He had golf shoes and everything. Um, it was just he wore jeans and he had the tour staff bag, which I was just like, I oh, I looked at my dad and I said that, and then also on the first tee, that seventy-three-year-old man. This was, I wish I would have got a picture of this. This was, this is peak, peak COVID times. He had the mask down around the chin because mm-hmm. I guess he forgot to take it off. And then he was, had a cigarette in his mouth. Love it. <laughs> I was just like, my guy, I, I need a picture of this. I need a, I need a picture of this. Um, that was, that was too funny. Um, but they were very nice gentlemen. Um, but uh, all right. Well, since we're on, the topic of golf, I guess we'll get into the picks or whatever. It's a tough, tough day for the Bryson haters, Ryan, as he notches another one in the belt. 
and was like the star of the weekend as people were loving. You, I know you, you obviously weren't locked in, but uh, I saw him Twitter, drive it over the water. Yes, when he did the whole two hands in the air, looking like a long drive. Yeah, uh, long drive guy. People were people were in to an extent on Bryson this weekend, and and his system, his formula, as we've said, is working. And another thing is, I don't know if you've seen him on the golf course this year. He has slimmed down. Like you know how he was like big time, like just looked bloated. He has slimmed down up in the chest in the in the upper torso area. So uh, he's he's not drinking six protein shakes out there. I think he maybe only has one or two, but he's definitely changing up the diet. Yeah, no, I actually did notice that when I saw the uh, the 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 two hand fist pump or whatever you want to call, it, which was <laughs> which was so corny. Like it was like so <laughs> it was so forced. Like he couldn't like you I, thought like, it was forced. Oh, big time! I big thought it time. was funny. I uh, no, it was it was so like like he. Uh, how you said he was trying to look like a like a long drive guy like that's what i mean like he was like oh i'm gonna smash this and then i'm gonna just put up this big fist pump and like everyone's gonna love it i'm gonna be so everyone's gonna love the energy like it just looks so awkward to me like he didn't know like it it looked like he knew what he wanted to do but then last second he was like gonna do something different then he was like no 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 just stick with what you're gonna do and then i don't know it just looked very clumsy to me but uh either way um i did notice that yeah in the midsection the the the, the boobs are looking a little smaller, so that's good. Um, you know, maybe Phil could get a lesson or two on that. But uh, the yeah. midsection is looking a little a little tighter. So, uh, you know, shout out to him for for that. Maybe, like you said, the maybe sticking to one to two protein shakes versus you know the six, and maybe just one or two peanut butter and jellies versus the fifteen that he was eating. So that that'll uh, that'll definitely slim me down quite a bit. Yeah, he's he said he said that I'm I'm toning down the protein shakes. I don't know a specific number, but he said. He said that the thing about Bryson that was cringy was like when he made his like five footer, six footer to win, he did like it looked like he just put up like a thousand pounds on the squat rack and set a new PR, just like meathead vibe, just like a double like fist pump yell or whatever. It just looked as I said, I was watching the end of my parents house after and I was like, this is just like to my dad. I was like, this is like meathead vibes. I'm, I'm getting um. And like, too, that was that was cringy, of of the Bryson. But uh, yeah, he won after not really playing well for the first couple of weeks of the season for for Sims for him. So he's back. And then Jordan, uh, as the no laying up guys say, the cocaine train rolls on for him, as he had quite the cocaine, the highs and lows of the, the ro- ro- roller coaster weekend. He makes a hole in one on Saturday. I then, did see that as well. Then follows up. Did you also see that? His next shot after the hole in one was a tee ball in the water. I <laughs> that I did not see. That's tough. So he hits his tee ball in the water on Saturday, and then he makes a four because he makes like a thirty-five footer, and then he holds a bunker shot. I mean, he was doing he was all over the place on Saturday. Just really, he shot four under somehow. He's just hanging on because he made like one hundred and sixteen feet of butts on Saturday. Just all over the place yesterday. Really kind of a non-factor late as he just. Typical, like, yeah, I would have been shocked if he would have won yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the wind was, it was really windy and off the tee, he was bad. But still, I still think he's doing, like, I find myself, I like, I think Jordan is going to, like, be, like, 
top three at the Masters. Like, I think you could pencil them in. If you could get a top five at the Masters right now on speed, I don't think you can. Like, I would bet that right now. But, like, there's just so much that he, like, you watch his rounds, like, in depth, or you just see, like, the numbers, and you just wonder how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And just, like, watching him, it's just, I don't get it. I mean, his iron play is flawless. His putter gets hot. He's hard to beat, but it's just like he's not, he can't do it over four rounds, and obviously that's showing. It's just like this is more of the same for Jordan. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, it's been a tough go for him. You know, we've touched on that extensively. Um, like I said, I can't obviously can't really comment a whole lot on uh, yeah. on what happened this weekend, but I like I said, the I did see that hole in one, and um, uh, what was it on Thursday? Was it Thursday that you talked about? Um, you know, yeah, because uh, I bet him against I bet him to win the three ball between Bryson and uh, Justin Rose. And, and then, then we had we had a red alert that he was uh, that he was in first place or something like that, or at least oh, winning yeah. at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, birdied or he went he eagled the 16th hole, which would have been a seventh hole. And he was tied for so he was tied for first seven holes in. And there's like a red alert. Yeah. People were going, there's, this is a red alert. This is, this is the week it's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the, uh, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the, the cocaine train, whatever you want to call it, which that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's off and running, uh, for, for Jordan. Um, one last thing, I don't know if we're, we're moving on from golf after this, but, uh, we hadn't talked about the tiger documentary on here. Have we? No, we have not. So I watched that this weekend, watched that on Saturday or on Friday. Uh, so if we want to save that for Thursday, I don't know what we got planned for Thursday, but yeah, we uh, can do that. We can touch on that a little bit. Did you watch any of the inside the NBA documentary? No, I have not. Is that on HBO Max as well? No, it's on TNT, but I don't know on the app how you can. There was a four part documentary on the inside the NBA show, hmm. um, which I'm going to get around to watching. But it was it was on like late, late after the NBA games. And it was the first episode was like an hour and a half, I think. So at least TV viewing time. So we'll have to get check that out. All I know is the like they did it in four parts. Like, the first episode was the beginning. Don't really know what the second and third were, but I assume more of the middle or how it came to prominence. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was when they brought in Shaq. Gotcha. So, and they, like, they do the history, and they're showing old clips, and then it's kind of just like a round table. It looks like a Charles, Kenny, uh, Ernie, and Shaq. Okay. Throughout. So, that should be pretty interesting. But, uh, no, we got picks for the players, and then we can move on, is what cool. I was going to say. But, um, but, yeah, Jordan, I... I don't know, and this kind of segues over to the players, which is this weekend the most expensive person on tour. He really does not have any good success at the players. So this, I'm not ready to, like, this is a test because Pebble Beach, he's has course history and has played well, and played well this year, got third or something. Like, there are courses where he's played well this year. He has, he has usually done well. So the TPC Sawgrass... Normally, a course that he does not play well at. Will he play well here? I think that is maybe the next step if you're not looking for him to win. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's close to winning. I don't really know. I got to figure out what changed. Maybe he changed his mindset or whatever. I don't really know. But it is this is much better than what he was la- the last couple of years of at least having his name on the front page of the leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, so at least there are 
positives right now for uh, Jordan. All right, so the players, as I mentioned this weekend, last year you don't really have anything to go on. They only played one round, and then they canceled the thing because of the coronavirus. So um, we'll have to go back. The defending champion, I think, is... The defending champion is Rory, if you consider. He's the last one to win this. Um, so, yeah, so doesn't this course doesn't really favor bombers or it gives the shorter hitters um, more of an advantage against the bombers because they are in play here. Good, iron, good, good iron play always needed and you need to put the ball. Well, so I, uh, the top tens and top twenties uh, aren't out, but I got some names to look at for those just based on the odds of the winners that I think are going to look well. And I saw this, on odd checker, they're starting to get some European markets that have some top 20. So I got a couple guys just based on their odds that I think I like. But a uh, couple winners that I like. I like Webb Simpson. He won this in 2018. Running away, he's at 20 to 1. So I like Webb. Um, one of the other guys that I like, if I'm taking a big gun, I think I'm going to lean with Morikawa, his iron play was a pretty big time at concessions. Obviously, he won. And then a shot in the dark, a long play. This is He's a, he's sitting right now at 100 to 1, a little long shot. Great course history here. It's uh, Sergio. Three okay. In there. And then you give your winners. I got a couple guys that you can look out for. So uh, I got three winners as well. Two of them, uh, I think, good have do have a good shot. And then I got one long shot as well. Uh, I ha- also have Morikawa plus two thousand. Um, I have Tony Fee now. Tony Fee, he's been playing some really good golf this this season, and for for quite some time, he just can't seem to uh, you know uh, you know finish strong and, and win these tournaments. Uh, I heard something the other day about the Puerto Rican Open curse, and so uh, he won the Puerto Rico Open. I forget last season Oh, 2016. And and he hasn't won anything since then. And everybody except for one guy that's ever won the Puerto Rican open has never gone on to win again after they won that. So, uh, but he's been playing really good golf. And I think, uh, I think, you know, he might have a good shot at this. And then my long shot at a hundred to one is going to be my guy. Siwoo Kim. He's a former champion here. Oh, perfect. Yes. Did not Um, know that. That's even better. I like my chances even better. Yeah. He was like, I think he won it in maybe he won it in 2018 and Webb won 2019. Well, no, he's 2017. Whatever year Sivu Kim won the players, it was like out of nowhere, and he dominated. Um, he dominated the field. If you can, if there are bets to make or miss the cut, a uh, guy to miss the cut, Ricky Fowler is game. Yeah, is he, in a, yeah. His game is in a bad place right now. He made the cut this past week at Bay Hill, but got last. I know he's got success here, but if you, I think him to miss the cut is a good one. Um, guys, I'm looking at for like a top 20. Zal Torres has been a, a cash. He's been cashing top 10s and top 20s all week. Obviously, my guy Scotty. If longer, I think Ryan Palmer. He's been playing some good golf. He's a, he's to win at 150 to one. So, I think to get a top 20, he's you're you're looking at about five to one. Six to one, which I think those are pretty good odds for a top 20. Kisner's had good success here. He's around six to seven to one to top 20. And then um, Cam Smith. Cam Smith should probably be a guy at 50 to one that you got good value on for, as they say in the golf biz, 
Fed three ways win top 10 and uh, top 20 there. But allegedly this week, every shot is going to be shown. You can watch it live online, I'm pretty sure. And coverage starts like Thursday at 11 a.m. So lots of lots of sports going on with college basketball, conference tournaments, um, the players. Lots of, lots of daytime watching for your pleasure, except for today when the first college basketball game is at 5 p.m. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. What I'm is not going sure. on? Yeah, who knows? It's I mean this prime time afternoon viewing, like you said, early morning or early afternoon, uh, late morning viewing, and it's just it's just not there today. And it's tough because you tease us with it. What starting from Wednesday last week? Yep. Tuesday or Wednesday, you're getting college basketball games at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., yep. and then you're just gonna have the Monday because tomorrow it starts. Turkey. Up, huh? Just cut us off cold turkey. Cut us off cold turkey for sure, because then Monday at least. Or tomorrow there's games starting at like noon or one o'clock. That's fine. But like where what's going on? Why is what's going on Monday? What's going on today? So little uh little disappointing on that, but those are our players champions picks. Ryan, how did the FCS picks go? I know we had two of the same picks and both of those were winners. Eastern Washington and Richmond. Yep. Uh I so I had eight picks and I went six and two. Nice. And uh, the and one loss was Youngstown State. I had plus seven. They lost by eight. So we're just that mm. close to a push. Um, but uh, James Madison, yeesh, tough week, tough couple weeks. Uh, you know, did they not cover? Not even close. They it was they like made it by the skin of their teeth. I think they only won by four, um, by four points on Saturday they won and by three. The one by three, yeah, twenty seventeen. And they were laying twenty one and a half or something like that. And uh, and then uh, their basketball team got bounced from their uh, from their conference uh, championship or excuse me, their conference tourney. So just just a tough look all the way around from uh, from uh, James Madison. Yes. I also heard that their best player in basketball got hurt like two weeks ago. So. Um, but yes, tough, uh, a tough look. But hey, six and two in the FCS was did you have a lot of underdogs or what was the mix? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, mostly, um, favorites. I, I think okay. I had, yeah, I only had two underdogs. It was the Youngstown state and then Jackson state who won outright. And yeah. I told you they might win outright. Yeah. Um, all right. Because the week before it was a big time underdog showing. So I was wondering if this was the, um, favorites fighting back. It was not. <laughs> it was not as well. All right, so we'll get more picks for the FCFs weekend on Thursday. Are they? I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this. Are they going to put games on ESPN after like college basketball season? I would assume so, right? Or like they could even put games on next weekend because they don't have the. Oh, they have the NCAA women's tournament. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I assume after the women's tournament they will put games on. Probably, um, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, because they they in the fall they play them all the time, so uh, I don't see why when the spring when there's not a whole lot to watch, why they wouldn't get them on there. Yeah, like I don't know what the Saturday weekend programming is in the spring. Probably not great. Um, I think they've mixed in some more college baseball on TV, which yeah, I'm fine with. I'm I'm all in on college baseball right now. I've been watching a ton of college baseball. I have not been watching a lot. 
Yeah, I don't know. Definitely. I don't know why. I just it's just I've been locked in on a lot of it. I have. I watched a couple. Bisbee State's very good this year. I'm aware of that. Yeah, they are. They have a dude that just hits absolute dongs. Um, oh yeah. Um, I know who. I when I hear the name, I'll because uh, I've seen them tweet about him. I think it's. I think his last name's Sims, or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But he. Uh, yeah, this dude just. I mean, he just like I said, just hits the absolute piss out of balls. Um, and uh, he's he he's a stud. I think he's gonna be a, a first round pick. We had the. Uh... Mississippi State versus Kent State series this weekend. How was that? The the dogs took two of three, which I'd say that's expected. I don't. Kent well, you know, I didn't see that because I think because uh, I think I think Mississippi State threw a no no yesterday. Combined no hitter. Yeah. Yes. Um. It was the guy, uh, Cameron James, or not? Is that Th- him that might that might be it? I think the Sims guy is the pitcher. Okay. I think Sims is a pitcher. So Cameron James, I think, is the one yeah, that just hit that just yeah, hits absolute missiles. Um, do you he plays third base? I don't know if you have any idea what position he plays, but uh yeah, no, they uh it was Mississippi State took two of three, but Ken's a good baseball team, so um it was uh I would say if you're Kent and you beat you don't get swept by the number two team in the country, you're probably pretty happy about that. Yeah, pretty, pretty happy. My boys at Arizona did pretty well this weekend here in Frisco. I think they won all four games. Did you go to a game on Friday? I did not. I because I know for a fact you didn't go to a game yesterday and yeah. Saturday. Yeah, no, I unfortunately I was not able to make it out there this week. Uh, this weekend, you know, people are right. Shit changes when you have a kid, but like you just like there's way more responsibility. Yeah, kind of. Kind of sucks. It's also you have to cool, care but, for know. another human being. I know. Nobody signed me up for that. Nobody told me what I was signing up for. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So I assumed you didn't catch any of the NBA All-Star game yesterday. I know I did. I, I was I was watching it on like keeping up with it on Twitter, but I really wasn't like by the time I had gotten home, it was pretty late. Or I think the, the dunk contest was happening when I got home. And so I was like, well, it is what it is. Like this is one of these ones where I just I just missed it. Uh, the dunk, I will say the three point contest was pretty good. Steph hit a three or made his last ball to beat Mike Conley Jr. By one, um, after he missed like the first four. Yeah. I saw that. They just made just like the same thing happened in the first round. He missed like the first three and then he just made like 10 in a row and you're just Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, he found the rhythm or something. The, uh, the dunk contest was Cassius Stanley, is that the guy? No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, from the Pacers. I thought for Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin, and then Anthony Simons. Um, I thought Cassius Stanley got kind of robbed on his first dunk. I'm not here to say who, who won. It's a bunch of, other than Obi Toppin. <laughs> Cassius Stanley also doesn't have a dunk in uh, in, um, in, in an game. NBA game, and he was in yeah. a dunk contest. Love it. Like, riddle me that. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny when they announced, oh, Cassius Stanley doesn't have a dunk in an NBA game, but here he is in the contest. Very smooth dunker. I think the judges were pretty harsh on him at the beginning. So he was bounced out. He did a nice – one of his dunks was pretty nice. And then, you know, maybe it was Obi in shoes, like these, like, high – like this glow-in-the-dark color on him. Mm-hmm. It just – he didn't look – well, he's a lot looks- taller than those guys, so he, all his dunks don't look as cool as these shorter guys, especially uh, 
Anthony Simmons, he uh he's kind of he's kind of real short and so six two. Yeah, and so compared to those, at least compared to Obi Toppin, who Obi Toppin thinks is at least six eight, uh, yeah. it looks you know like he's getting up way higher, and it's a little more difficult than uh, than uh, Obi Toppin. Something about Obi Toppin just looked it just looked weird. Maybe I don't I don't know, but he uh, Anthony Simons won his dunk. I thought was pretty cool. Is he put uh, like a a rim? 12 feet like a little nerf rim on the backboard 12 feet up and just grab the ball from that and then he dunked it for getting up for 12 feet as a six foot as a as a six foot two guy and getting the hands up there and still dunking it like it from the side I, that was like that was pretty cool and then his other dunk at the end was he like kissed the rim but he didn't actually kiss the rim and i think the funniest thing about the dunk contest might be kenny smith because he was in the dunk contest and lost uh, whenever he was in the end. But he was like, he didn't actually kiss the rim. Like, it's a good idea, but he didn't kiss. I'm like, okay. And he goes, I would have worn a mouth guard and kissed the rim. I'm like, okay. You kissed the rim. You got how many other things that could go wrong? And then just a mouth guard isn't going to protect you yeah. if something goes wrong and you, like, legitimately kiss the rim. Like, there's a, that's a disaster waiting to happen. Like, he's showing you that his mouth is... 10 feet is level with the rim, which is 10 feet off the ground. Like cut him some slack here. But, and he said the same thing on the thing when he got the ball from the 12, foot. he goes, he got it, but he didn't go get it. I'm like, okay, what is the guy's six foot two? Let's give the man some credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw a couple things on, uh, on Twitter that people were saying that he was just wanting to hand out fifties to everybody. Kenny Smith. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, ready to hand out 50s or he's ready to hand out higher scores than the judges were. Like he'd say, that's like a nine. That's a good nine dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> so we remember last year it was, uh, the D Wade fiasco. Yeah. When he pretty much gave it to Derek Jones jr. Because he was on the heat and D Wade's the heat guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the new rules, at least for this year, maybe it was, is they got one dunk per one dunk in the, in the final and then the judges wouldn't score it. So it wouldn't go to a dunk up. They would decide who the winner was. So they only had five judges obviously for the odd number. And, and every time they mentioned the final, like leading up to the dunk cons, they'd be like, D Wade, what do you got to say about this? Like, this is the D Wade rule. We're calling this the D Wade rule here. And just, just because D Wade was on the set instead of Charles. Cause I think Charles might've been a close contact with a virus or something. I don't know, but D Wade was in Charles's seat. And they were just giving it to D-Wade the whole time. He goes, D-Wade, what do you think of that, 50? Or is he not on the heat? That's not a 50. Like, they were just giving it to him the whole the whole time. I, I thought that was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, no, they, they, you can always count on them to uh, at least fill any lulls with some good cracks. But uh, that is that is pretty funny. That uh, I mean, shout out to D-Wade because he, I mean, he straight up admitted it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got you to tip, tip, tip my hat to him there. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that's funny. For sure. And then, so I thought the dunk contest was pretty fine. And then the game was the game. pretty boring. The game, but it wasn't close because Kevin Durant had to be drafted like the worst team of all time. Like, I don't know if you saw the rosters. I guess I didn't really know who was on what team until the start of the game. And I like looked at a box score and it's like a LeBron, Jokic, Steph, Luca, Lillard, like 
I don't want to say, but like all the good players were on the Bronx team. Not all of like, them. Not all of them. Devin Booker was on KD's team, but other than that. Okay. Devin Booker, but he didn't play because he was hurt or something, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. But like all the big stuff, like what was I to whatever. So the game was a total mismatch. Giannis was on LeBron's team. Like what? KD must have not cared. Like he, Kyrie was out there playing like a regular season game, just playing hard. He, I think Kyrie had MVP sights in his, in his eyes last night, but that was Giannis. Cause Giannis been like 17 of 17 from the field. And he banked in like three threes. It was ridiculous, but yeah. the game was boring just because the rosters were so lopsided against each other. Yeah. KD, uh, see LeBron's obviously done this a few times before, but I think KD was just drafting his boys. Cause like he drafted Kyrie, um, I think was, you got to draft like your teammates though. Like that's yeah. standard. Yeah, no, no, agreed. I I definitely agree too, except for KD drafted uh Anthony Davis even though he wasn't going to play. But uh but yeah, no, it definitely was it was a mismatch big time. Like Julius Randle, like Julius Randle on on the All-Star. I mean, he's like I said, he's having a nice year. Very very good player. But uh, you know, he's he's not he's not his game doesn't translate well to the All-Star game. No, it doesn't. Like, just say LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, Curry, and Doncic, or Kawhi, Tatum, Zion, Kyrie, and Bradley Beal. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Um. So that so the game was just lopsided because of that. I turned it off at the third quarter. The most exciting moment, though, well, the overhit on a three at the end. It was it was a three nineteen, and with the Elam ending. I saw some people on TikTok being mad that or they did not realize that there was this thing called the Elam ending at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is this that the winner only has to score? Or like LeBron team only has to score 24 more points. So then they were doing the math of how, trying to figure out how many team Durant had to get to. And it was 150 and they got to that. So it went over by a point. But uh, the first half over was was. Uh, do you have a guess what the first half over was? Uh, it was 170, 178 and a half Whew. <laughs> is a lot of points. And after the first quarter, there were only 79 points. Oh, that's not great. But the boys went hard in the second quarter. Team LeBron put up 60 Durant put up 41. And the most exciting thing was 16 points in the final minute of this thing for it to go over. And Dame and Steph pretty much had a half-court three-point contest in, yeah, the, in, the, in the last minute. And they were just chucking them up, and no one seemed to care. And they were going in, and it was amazing. That's hilarious. I had the first half over. That's why I'm bringing it up. But it was I was 178. It was. That was a big number. But it was, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. I think they should... I think they need to have a second three-point contest. Like, so in the three-point contest, they added, like, the Mountain Dew ball or something, which is, like, a little bit farther back. Yeah. I just think they need to have one from, like, 30 feet. Like, just have a separate of, like, how many out of 20 are you going to make from, like, 30, 35 feet? Like, let's, like, limit it to half the field. Um, in the main three point con, just have guys chucking from deep. Like, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. We're no, trying I, to reinvent the wheel here. Right. Yeah. No, um, I like the, the one thing that I'd like about the, uh, three point contest is they really haven't changed it a whole lot. They, like they, they, you know, they, they kind of keep it true to its game. Whereas the dunk contest has seen so many different variations of just like whatever. Um, 
So the three ball, the Mountain Dew 3D ball or whatever it was, you know, that was fine. But yeah, I mean, put up a five pointer where, you know, if and make it optional, you know what I mean? Like make it an optional rack if you want to go to where it's like from the logo or uh, or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't hate that at all. Yeah, just something to show off the range. Just have guys going back to like just to show off the range because it is yeah. amazing what these guys can do. And it's just like effortless out there, especially yeah. Curry. Yeah, you expect him to make every every bucket. Yes. Do you know how old he is? 33? Yes, which is he's 33 on March 14th, which I guess I forgot he like didn't have any ankles for the first. He was drafted in 2009. He didn't he was always hurt for what the first 3 years he played pretty much. Yeah. You just still think he's like late 20s type of guy. Mm. Um I mean, I really shouldn't say his ankle. He had one season in 2011 when he played 26 games after that he's played 78 games since so it was like one year when he had the bad um when he had the bad knees or ankles whatever it was and he just took off after that but yeah the dame steph like trading half court threes was pretty cool and then harden did you see the harden part i did not so harden after lillard hit the three after uh after Steph did from the logo, Harden gets it and goes to like the wing for a three and does like two step backs and just bricks city. Like try, he's like, I'm going to get it on this action, but I'm just going to take a step back three from the wing and just totally missed. That's hilarious. Um, so that was, uh, that was pretty, uh, funny as well. All right. Do you have anything else, Ryan, for this or it'll be a, there, there was, there was a, there was a little, uh, there's a little more basketball this weekend that we, that you didn't touch on. What is that? I don't know if you saw the two-on-two game of Two Chains and Lil Baby versus Jack Harlow and Quavo. I did not see that. Didn't even you, know what was going on. You weren't locked in on that on the Bleacher Report app. Had no idea it was even played. Oh, that's tough. You, I don't you have really the missed Bleacher out. App. Um, no, but it was it was kind of funny. It was I think they were doing it in Atlanta as well, um, because all because three of the guys, all uh, Quavo, Lil Baby, and Two Chains are all from Atlanta. But yeah, so they were doing it. It was a million dollar game. Two five hundred thousand dollars went to the winner, and five hundred thousand dollars went to the. Well, they were setting up an HBCU fund similar to the NBA, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Like it was so bad. Like these guys were like Quavo is actually pretty good. Where like he won MVP of the celebrity game, uh, the celebrity All Star game for the NBA, but it was funny because Two Chains is actually pretty good. He's like six six. Like he can ball. And the guy that he was with, Lil Baby, like every time he passed him the ball, he'd be wide open. Two chains would pass him the ball, he'd be wide open. But he he wouldn't catch the pass cleanly ever. Like he would hit his hands <laughs> and just fall. And then so then they would be able to rotate over on him. And finally, two chains just stopped passing him the ball and was just like dribbling the ball down and and going for the bucket every single time. And the memes and the tweets that everyone was sending out was hilarious uh, on Twitter. It was just so funny. Quavo and Jack Harlow ended up winning like 21 to six or something like that because it was, uh, it was just, it was two on one basically. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite funny. I, I think that happened Friday night. I think that was on Friday night. I, uh, just typed in little baby into Google and there's a XL XXL magazine article. The headline reads little baby responds to backlash after poor basketball performance. <laughs> and the first line of the, the first line of the article is, Little baby's name is taking a beating on social media after his less than impressive performance during the basketball game. And then he tweeted out, I guess, 
Ben put down that basketball to go see what the field like with the laughing, crying emoji and then the uh, a snake. Um, uh, and then he's so this was he posted referencing his entrenchment in the street life superseding his hoop streams years ago. Well, that, I mean, those dreams were, <laughs> I don't know what dreams were, but like he, he literally looked like he had never touched a basketball before. Like it was, it was bad. It was bad. And then I guess after the game, did you see this, that Chris Brown called out Quavo and Jack Harlow? Chris Brown's actually pretty good too. He's Chris Brown said they know who not to ask for in a two on two game. He goes, I would have cooked Quavo and Jack on my soul. Guess they, <laughs> guess they wanted a smoke free zone. Jack Harlow wasn't any good either. Like they, like he, he, they hyped him up. Like he was actually pretty good. Like he was the white boy, three point shooter. Nah, he was, he was not good. Like it's, it's, they always talk about rappers want to be basketball players. Basketball players want to be rappers. Like usually when they cross over, like when Kobe tried to make a rap album or Shaq made a rap album or whoever, like you realize why they're where they're at. And same thing goes when the rappers try to come play basketball. I am looking. They have a bunch of tweets of the memes going on of two chains trying to carry a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of them are pretty. Someone said, "Give him the the Michael special sauce." Yeah. Uh, someone tweeted. Someone tweeted a picture of uh, Kobe and Kwame Brown. <laughs> yeah, the sixty four points. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of pretty funny ones. The, the, there was one. The famous one was. Um, the Tony Snell when he had 28 minutes but didn't <laughs> yeah. do like anything, zero point zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals. Um, yeah, I'm I'm watching a highlight. Uh, was it a little baby number four? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saw him do like this crossover and barely hit the front, the front, the front rim as as. Two he changes. had like eight air balls. Like it was bad. <laughs> this was one of them. And just two changes, looking disgust. Um. Pretty, pretty funny. One of the things I I was I meant to say before is, uh, you said you watched Ted Lasso, right? No, I have not. Oh no, I thought you said you did. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. Well, I watched Ted Lasso this weekend. I heard it's pretty good. It is pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, they're like thirty minute episodes, so it's quick, and there's ten of them. Um, but yeah, no, Ted Lasso. It's on Apple Plus. Um, so I got a seven day free trial. So deleted that or ended that immediately after um i yeah. also did oh, go ahead. The, i also did watch the morning show on apple plus which with uh reese witherspoon steve carell and jennifer aniston are the main characters yeah. in that. i thought that that's more that's drama and that was it was pretty good yeah we uh jamie got a new phone a couple weeks ago uh, right around her birthday, I guess it's been, a bit, been about a month now. But when we got a free phone, we got or not the when we got the new phone, we got a free year to Apple Plus. So we'll have to check out that uh, Ted Lasso. Yes. Okay. So I was watching on Friday the morning show, and my roommate's girlfriend came out in the living room. I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the morning show Apple Plus." I was like, probably on the seventh episode or something, and I was like, Steve Carell's character gets a, it was a little. Little sleazy, little Matt Lowry. I exactly what I said. I said his character is pretty much Matt Lauer, and they had no idea who Matt Lauer was or what Matt Lauer did. What? Right? That's weird. Isn't that surprising? Very. 
Um, I was like, you don't know what Matt Lauer did? Like, I I would understand maybe if you're like, never watched the Today Show. Um, but like, you should at least probably know what Matt Lauer did. I mean, that was like headline news like two years ago, I think. Yeah, that absolutely uh, was. Even if you're not in like, whatever. So I thought that was pretty... I mean, I don't know if they wrote the character on Matt Lauer, but if they if if someone told me that, hey, this is like we we got Matt Lauer or like we had the character based on Matt Lauer, uh huh, totally believable. Like, wouldn't even bad night to it. Just like, yeah. yeah, this is this is Matt Lauer. But I was shocked they didn't know what Matt Lauer did, um, or just at least the basis, yeah, of that. And then, um, all right. This is a good place to wrap, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you had a better weekend than uh, Prince Charles. But much better, much better than that than uh, that poor fellow. He's there. The, the The Royals are in a tough spot. The talk of the town. Talk talk of the world. <laughs> and I don't know if you ever want to be talk of the world. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of things, but uh, all right. We'll end it up here. We'll have more picks on Thursday for SCS, college basketball talk, the NBA's back. Talk about that, and then obviously a little NFL free agency going on. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next, or we'll talk to you this coming Thursday.